Welcome to Episode 6. Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Live. It is a Monday edition. Sorry, I'm dealing with a little bit of a cough still, so I may have to hit this <clears throat> mute button so I can do that. So I go, and you don't hear it. But anyway, uh, welcome to this edition. Uh, start of the season, first week is over. Not even a full week. Flyers 2-0. and Comeback win against Vancouver after being down 2 to nothing, And they come back in the second period. They get two goals on unbelievable play on the shorthanded goal by Travis Konechny. The 200 IQ play is what I called it on the radio and sets up Scott Lawton to go in for the breakaway who nine times out of 10, maybe 97 times out of a hundred will deke on a breakaway, but he does not deke and try and open up Thatcher Demko to slide it through the five hole, which is kind of Lawton's patented move. He just picked a spot and wired one high glove and that tied the game. Then Travis Konechny picked up a goal in the third period. Flyers win 3-2. to two. Of course, they opened the win with the 5-2 win over the New Jersey Devils. Uh, it's just two games. Maybe we should put a graphic on the screen that says it's just two games. 80 to go, but it's a good start. And it feels good to get a couple of wins out of the gate when you come into this season without tremendous expectations. Does the two wins change my expectations? Not really. It's it, again, it's a very long season, uh, but they are off to a good start. You see some differences this year that we didn't see last year. Last year, they were horrific, abhorrent in second periods, abhorrent. They came into the second period in game one against the Devils tied at one. They left the second period up three to one. They came into the Vancouver game into the second period down two to nothing. They left the second period tied at two. They haven't given up a second period goal and it's, it, it's just the, the difference between a team that doesn't fold when things go bad. Because in the first period of the Vancouver game, they outshot Vancouver 14-4. to Vancouver had one shot inside the dots. And, you know, a period where Hart did not touch the puck a whole heck of a lot. They scored two goals in their first three shots. The first one deflects off of Nick Sealer, and that changes the trajectory to go up instead of where it was going to be, just about around pad level for Carter Hart, upper pad level, maybe eight inches off the ice. And then the second goal, he gets bumped a little bit in his crease. John Torrell said he didn't see enough uh, to challenge a goalie interference. And the other part of it was that Garland just had too much time as there was a little bit of a blown coverage in the D zone, but they battle back in the game. So it's a fine start for the Flyers. And it's a really tough week coming up. I mean, as my trash truck comes outside, um, I probably should have shut this studio door, but anyway, uh, the the week that's coming up, Tampa tomorrow night on the road, followed by Wednesday in Florida. So the Lightning and Panthers back-to-back, and I think we're going to see Felix Sandstrom probably in Wednesday's game against Florida. And then a couple of days off, they're off to Nashville to take on the Preds on Saturday, then right back home to take on San Jose on Sunday. So a lot of hockey this week, four games in, what, six days. And some tough, tough opponents. So, you know, this season's about fact-finding and gathering more information, and we'll gather even more information this week. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun, and um, there's going to be ebbs and flows right now. They're ebbing, and we'll see if they can continue or not ebbing. They're flowing. Uh, we'll see if they ebb this week or how this week plays out, but it's a good start to the season, despite the fact they're missing a couple players still. Cam Atkinson, Still not going to be back, not making the road trip. Rasmus Ristolainen was put on IR, uh, but did make the trip. I imagine that they'll date that back 
a little bit and he could be available um, for maybe Wednesday. I'm not sure when they can date it back to IR is you got to, you're unavailable for seven days, but you can backdate it. So we'll see what the, what the deal is there uh, with Rasmus line and Cam Atkinson and uh, Sean Couturier who continues to skate. Maybe he's three or four weeks away, which would be great. Um, let me tell you about bet parks because bet parks is a great opportunity for you to get in on the action, make some money. It's the all new casino and sports book app. It's the best one in the business. There's no, there's no question about that. And it's everything you want in a mobile casino and a sports book. It's easy to use, easy to deposit, fast payouts, easy to navigate, faster to win than ever before. You can bet same game parlays, live in game betting, player performances, first to score, exact scores, strikeouts, hits in the baseball playoffs. You can yards and thrown and rushing or touchdowns in football, college and pro. It's all there for you. Everything you can bet and could imagine to bet, it is available on the Bet Parks app. And right now, all Bet Parks users can use that promo code Jason750 and get a risk-free bet up to $750. You believe this guy's got his backup light on out there? <laughs> Terms and conditions do apply. And look for the weekly hockey bonus as well, the boost. Had one last week. It was the Flyers to score four goals and win in the opener. It was uh, from plus 210 to plus 250, and that hit. Uh, so check out the weekly hockey boost as well. Download the Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Also, got to tell you about Conquerville Subaru. Frank Valley is going to join us in just a moment, by the way. Um, got to tell you about Conquerville Subaru. I've been a loyal customer for so many years. Bought my first car there way back in the late 80s. Many cars since in Conquerville Subaru. It's all about trust. Conquerville cares. And that's not just some silly little slogan or saying. They've put their money where their mouth is. And literally, uh, they've been doing great work in the community for many, many years. And they were the first Subaru Nation Love Promise Dealer of the Year winner back in 2015. Great recognition. Uh, they continue to help the Children's Hospital of Delaware. Eight years supporting the Nemours Children's Hospital of Delaware. They continue to adopt classrooms, 15 classrooms at Marcus Hook Elementary School, giving the teachers $500 each of classroom supplies that they can pick on their own for their classrooms. And they continue the donation of thousands of coats every year to La Comunidad Hispania in Kennett Square. Ten years now, and that continues to this day, and it'll continue this year as well. It's a great time to visit their beautiful showroom of Route 202 in Glen Mills. Check out the certified pre-owned inventory and pick from a list from the great Subaru vehicles coming in as well. Uh, it's Conquerville Subaru, more than a dealership, great service department with a free car wash with every service appointment. So check them out again on Route 202 in Glen Mills. Visit ConquervilleSubaru.com and check out all the great cars and the great product that they have. And remember, Concordville cares. So uh, the NHL season is underway. It has uh, been compelling so far. And joining us right now from Daily Faceoff, formerly of TSN, formerly of the Daily News, a guy that uh, I had a chance to, to hang out with the rink quite often back in his day, and he's gone on to do great things, and he joins us right now. From Daily Faceoff, it is Frank Saravalli. Frank, how we doing? Good. Glad to be back with you. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been. Um, how's the growth been at Daily Faceoff? Because by my you know observations, you guys are booming right now. It's doing great. Yeah, it's been really good to watch it grow and just a lot of work. That's all. Uh, there's no... There's no shortcuts here in terms of building out a digital property. Like you need manpower, you need hours, and uh, it's been really fun to watch it all come together. Coming from a, as just a reporter at TSN, and you know, going back and forth between the country, doing a lot of traveling. What's it been like? Just you know, you're doing a lot more of that behind the scenes stuff as well. You're the a big face for Daily Face Off, but what's it been like building the infrastructure? 
Honestly, it's just something I never envisioned my a path of my career would go down. Like started at the Daily News, you know, 2009 as a reporter, then became a, a national hockey reporter at TSN and then to then take this leap. And yes, like I'm still responsible for all the reporting and appearing on shows and the insider work, but it's also the behind the scenes business aspect of it, you know, helping, you know, make sure that you have all the right pieces in place, managing people, managing budgets, managing all those things that, uh, that need to come together from that aspect in order to run a successful business. And so, uh, we're on our way. I love it. Great job, man. I, I, I love seeing the work that you guys are doing. Um, let's get into to the season, Frank, because they kicked off last week. They dropped the puck on the 22, 23 season and you know, the flyers get off to this two and zero start. And look, it's only two games. Like, I feel like I should just put that in air quotes as a graphic at this point. Um, but you look at the team and the way they've played under John Tortorella, what's been kind of your biggest takeaway? Probably exactly what we thought that this team might be, right? And that is a team that works and competes. And, you know, I think the early returns on that have been good. You're down to nothing to a Vancouver team doesn't phase you. Um, you know, those types of things that I think will – play out and be successful for this team in the long haul. I think they're starting to build the foundation of that, but I think it's really important to preface only two games. Like yeah. you played two non-playoff teams from last year and I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer after a, a long and, and awesome, perfect Philly sports weekend. It's just that this is an 82 game slog and they're, they face two other teams that also have major flaws. The Canucks also blew a lead in their first game against the Edmonton Oilers. They were up even bigger, 3-0. The Devils, like, uh, you know, after they lost to the Flyers, they're heading into their Saturday game. Miles Wood is saying this is a must win. Like, But it's game two of the season, game yeah. two. So that's sort of like what you've been facing as teams that have certainly faced their own share of, of questions and issues. But I think foundationally, you know, that's a good start is a team that works and competes because let's face it, in a lot of ways, they're lacking in talent and the big sort of message and buzzword from their front office and Chuck Fletcher uh, just starting the season has been, look how many young guys we have. And if you can get through a game against the New Jersey Devils and, you know, the five goal scorers are all 25 and under, well, maybe that's good. Maybe this team is, you know, can make something of their season, but They've got a long way to go. Frank, you know, the offseason has been conflicted with different messages from going all the way back to January and aggressive retool and to Chuck Fletcher uh, around free agency saying it's a year of stabilization. Um, I, I tend to not really care what the message is. I always kind of look at don't listen to what they say, listen to what they do. And to me, the right move was not to go out and get a good draw, not to go for a debrinket, to find out what you have and to kind of retool that way whatever you want to call it rebuild retool i don't know what did you think of the off season although the messaging wasn't good and do you think this is the right path to go on a fact-finding mission this year to find out what a lot of guys are i think that's important i also think the problem with that is if you're going to do a rebuild retool pick whatever r word you want is you you need to have a burgeoning prospect pipeline and that's kind of the thing that's been missing from or not missing it's the thing that is missing in this equation. You know, the Flyers have gotten to this point, and for years we heard about patience from Ron Hextall and the draft process, and that's kind of like played itself out now. Those guys have either 
all made it to professional hockey and some of them have made it to the NHL and some of them haven't others that have been in the NHL that you thought were going to be foundational pillars for your team have sort of flatlined for a bit. And now you've got this coaching change that comes in a difference in philosophy, a difference in opinion, uh, and certainly in a difference in opinion, that's going to be brought to, uh, to the front office as well from the coaching staff that there's a lot in flux here. And so, you know, that's sort of, I think a fact finding mission is appropriate. Like you can probably go out and get those guys that you mentioned this summer, but if you're in this spot anyway, even with them, are you really just prolonging the issue that, you know, Hey, wait, we may need to take a few uh, pieces out of this puzzle in order to get to where we really want to get to. Who knows? I get, they, they, I, when you ask me, if you were to say, what do you know about the Philadelphia flyers? I'd say not much. Yeah, I'd say it's a lot of question marks and some good, some some positive, some negative. Yeah, Flyers Daily, I did an episode on the top 20 biggest question marks, and I had 20 more. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> some of which can be answered this year, some of which can't be answered this year. Frank, um, you know, you look at this team and where they're going, and, you know, I totally agree with you. They need high-end talent, and maybe Cutter Gauthier is a guy that can kind of fall into that, but you need more of that coming. And look, if they end up in the in the lottery this year, I don't know that that's a bad thing. I don't ever say that. Not this that's... year. Definitely not this year. This might be yeah. one of the best lottery classes we've seen in a while. Yeah, I mean, you got Fantilli, obviously. Bedard has been ridiculous. His numbers are already absurd. I mean, in 10 games, he took 140 shots. I mean, come on. Give me a break. And Mitchkoff, too. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean these this three is a great whole... guys. I think if you're in the final three of the lottery, like, you, you're not going – like, you can't – you can't lose this year. And obviously the prize would be Bedard, the top guy, but who knows? Like I've seen, we've seen enough and and hate to bring it up, but the Nolan Patrick draft with Kale McCarr going for, you know, given the consternation and the quote that surfaced from, from Bob Clark last year, you know, it goes to show you like the top pick isn't always the top prize. Yeah. It's amazing too, because Colorado had the worst record in the league by 40 or 41 standings points. They end up fourth and they draft. They were furious. They yeah. were out there saying, and and I know Steve Eiserman has been in this spot too, where he was saying like with the Detroit Red Wings, we've had the worst team in the league. What, what more does it take yeah. in order to, to get that number one pick? And Hey, it just goes to show you, you really never know. Yeah. And they, they landed at five that year. Didn't they even get take more cider? Yeah. And then look how that's turned out. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Although this draft, you want to be top three. Um, what did you think of the tour tire? I think it's interesting in the sense that I, I feel like he would have been such a good fit for this team like 10 years ago, if that makes any sense. After Lavi? Yeah, I would. I don't know if you can go like hard, one hard driving coach to yeah. another. Like, I feel like you need that sort of break. And that's actually why teams more often than not make the coaching change. I know that he gets a lot out of a little, and that was sort of his mantra in Columbus. Like if you go back and yes, they had some really talented pieces for a stretch, Bobrovsky and net, you know, Vezina caliber, uh, Panarin up front. Um, and they had a bunch of different guys that cycled through and they had a really good team. I, I was actually at their playoff series uh, against the Bruins as well uh, when they got to the second round. And like, they were just a team that, um, he squeezed every drop out of, and you need that from a coach. I think in this case, is he, by the time they get to where they want to get to, and by the time they have the pieces that they want to get to, is he still going to be here? I think that's a big question. Yeah. And he's a guy that, you know, can rebuild a team. He's done that in New York, 
in Tampa, obviously, and in Columbus. And in year one, didn't make the playoffs and then had multiple years of going to the playoffs uh, with an arc. But um, the injuries, what are you hearing on Couturier um, and his maybe projected timeline? Because we're not getting a timeline out of the team. So what are you hearing there in the severity of the, the back uh, issue? I would say uh, with Sean Couturier, they've actually tried to, you know, ramp him down a little bit. You know, I think it's one of those things as the season starts, you're in a spot where you you just want to get out there and help your team. You have a new coach, you want to make an impression, all those things, even though we already know what Sean Couturier is and has established that level in this league for a long time now. Um, I was told initially that if he was able to avoid surgery, the issue with his back would keep him out approximately six to eight weeks. That was from, I think, maybe a week or so into training camp. So, like, if he has, like, I don't know, maybe a month left or some somewhere in that type of range, I'd, I'd say that's probably pretty close. I mean, look, here's the thing with back injuries. Uh, you, that's another thing, you, you know, you want to talk about question marks? You don't know. Like you, you, you may think you have your problem solved and then you come back and play and you have the issue pop up all over again, or it gets worse. Um, so this is going to be a situation that's closely monitored for a long time with Couturier. Yeah. Back injuries are solved until they're not. <laughs> they may it's never ex- be solved. Exactly. And, and we may have to change Frank, you know, our expectation of what a hundred percent Couturier is at this point. I, I would reserve judgment on that until I know more, until we find out yeah. more and what he's like on the ice. But, I mean, yeah. look at a, a number of recent back injuries that have just absolutely derailed careers. Nick Foligno uh, goes to Boston. He signs that two-year deal. Like, his back had basically exploded when he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. There was almost no chance that he had he had the opportunity to be successful in Boston. He was waived after the start of the year. Um, look at Jake Muzzin, another guy in Toronto. Now he seems to be struggling through his season with the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is a backs are tough. They just are. Yeah, they are. They're brutal. And they're all, you look at Ryan Ellis too, like in his core, like you can't do anything without your core or your back as a hockey player. No, you can't, you can't turn, you can't skate, you can't transition, you can't open nothing. You have no power. No. Yeah. It's, it's a major problem. Um, Sandheim signs the extension, Frank, he would have been probably the top UFA available come next off season. If he, uh, remained unsigned based on the market, what do you think of that deal? Is it a little, I mean, there's a lot of term there, but, and maybe eventually the, the cap hit with a rising cap, you know, becomes pretty much a bargain, but what do you think of the deal? Yeah. I don't know that like, I, I think when you take a look at Sandheim and the jump from where he was at, at four, seven or so to six and a quarter, um, it's not an enormous jump. And I think when you get to this cap rising in a year um, and really beginning to take off like a rocket ship, six and a quarter is just going to be the going rate for a guy who's playing top four minutes from you for you. It's not going to be a, a, you know, a star salary. It's going to be something that's very manageable. And I think, that sort of perfectly describes what Travis Sanheim is. He's reliable. Um, I think you, you were, you're hoping at some point that he'd be producing a little bit more in terms of point production. Um, he's, you know, sort of been in that general ballpark of that sort of 30 to 35 points. And 
I think he has more to give, which I, I wonder what does Travis Sanheim look like on a better team if he's playing with some better players around him? Does that point production begin to rise a bit? And then that's one way to really make it turn into a bargain. Yeah, and the thing with him too, he doesn't really see power play time to collect points there. So that's part of that equation as well. Does this now allow them, because you have Zamula on that left side who's playing on the third pair right now. They sent Cam York down. You have some left side guys coming. Does this allow you to to, to figure out if Provorov is is a long-term solution here? And if he's not, then he's very dealable? Well, I I think that's a huge part of their fact-finding mission is two guys in particular. Ivan Provorov, what is he? What does he slot as now? And what does he slot as on a really good team? And then the other part is Travis Konechny, and we're already seeing some of the early returns in the feedback from John Tortorella, which, you know, he really seems excited about that compete level. There's no question Travis Konechny has the compete and drive in him. When you get a, a Travis Konechny who's on, you're like, this guy is so impactful. You know, pick any one of the the two true pain in the arse players to play against in the league. He's up there. Oh, Marshawn. He could be Marshawn light, but the problem is yep. he goes then two weeks where you're like, where is Travis connecting? Yeah. And that's what's frustrating is he has it in there somewhere and he's shown it in his career. How can you find a way to get that out of him on a consistent basis? And until you do that, um, I think you're going to have that question there off to a good start, only two games, but let's see where it goes. He's a guy that has started well the last three or four seasons. As a matter of fact, he had the hat trick last year early on and put up some good points, but you're right. He kind of faded it at points and, you know, pre bubble, he was a different player and he's got to get back to that. He's got to show exactly what he is. And I think under torts, I think with, with Giroud not here, Frank, it's a, it's an opportunity for a player like connect to grab a little of that leadership too. Cause he, he was a guy that wore a letter at all levels prior to getting to the NHL. Yeah, and someone who's really well liked. Um, yeah. So that's part. Like, that's the other part when you say goodbye to some of these vets, like, or and a Couturier's out of the lineup. Like, you have opportunity for other guys to step up and show what they're all about. And I would think at this point, you would know what Travis Konechny is. I mean, this is what year number seven as a full time NHL player. Like, that's that's a that's a long stretch. That's a long run. So, you know, at some point, I think, you know depending on how he continues to develop this season with John Tortorella, he probably is what he is, right? Like, and so you have the question about Konechny and Provorov and you're saying, well, if these guys aren't what we think they are or thought they might be, maybe it's time to to move on and, and take those pieces that you get back and then, you know, really put that rebuild into, into full drive. And hopefully establish a little bit of more, better value for that, that proposition as well, because value this off season just, it wasn't worth entertaining a move, right, Frank? Because the value on those players was down too much. I think so. I think you never want to sell it. You know, when a player, just like your house, when it's at its lowest yeah. value, you want to see if you can build that up. And, and as you go through the the process of building it up, you may find something that you otherwise didn't know. I talked to Gary Bettman the other day, Frank, um, and I, and I asked him about this. It was a very interesting off season around the league, and a guy like you who worked north of the border for a long time for TSN. You know, we saw players get traded to teams in Canada. Obviously, Huberto and Uyghur, and they signed long-term extensions. We see Johnny Gaudreau leave Calgary, but sign in Columbus. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, and 
these are markets where we tend to say these are not attractive markets for players to go to. Is something turning in the league right now? Because these are things that everybody left Columbus before. A star goes there. Players are committing long-term to Calgary after being in no-tax Florida. Is there something turning here a little bit? I don't think so. I think you have different individual circumstances. Johnny Gaudreau is someone who clearly, you know, didn't love the limelight, I think, and and is a generally by his nature is a pretty quiet and reserved guy. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, and then you have two guys in, in Uyghur and Uberdo that are Canadian had not played in a Canadian market before and have their team given the situation that they were in after not being able to retain players who were uninterested in making a commitment slap eight year deals on the table that are massive. So, you know, if someone's handing you, you know, 84 million bucks to Huberto and and 50 some to, to, um, to Uyghur, like you're like, okay, like, uh, yeah, I'm in. So, I think life. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know that anything has necessarily changed. Americans, for the most part, would like to play in the U.S. And Canadians certainly don't mind. Some of them don't mind going home. All right. Last thing for you. What's that contract look like for an American for Austin Matthews? It's expensive. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I could see him being the NHL's. And this is one of my bold predictions to start the year is that he's the NHL's first ever max contract. Max yeah, term. 20%. Yeah, max term and and max dollars, which is 20%. Um, The way I had worked it out was eight years, $134 million when you round it up. And that's uh, perfectly matches his jersey number of 34, which seems to be a trend for him in his contracts that he signs. Wow, that'd be amazing. Uh, Frank, great work at Daily Faceoff. Where can people check out the pods and all the content you guys put out? Dailyfaceoff.com, podcast, wherever you get uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever it is, uh, you can find us. Frank, thanks so much for doing this, man. Be well. Thanks, Jay. Great to be back with you. And there he is, Frank Saravalli. Thanks to him for joining us from Daily Faceoff. Great stuff. Love talking to Frank. Provides a very interesting, interesting perspective. Um, after you know, doing the local job for a period of time and then going and working for a major outlet, one of the great outlets that covers the game at TSN, and now having great success with Daily Faceoff. They put out great content as well. So uh, make sure you check that out. Um, we here at Stick to Hockey Live love to support the other podcasts as well. I'm in love with podcasting, first of all, because if you're a hockey fan, you get served so much better than any radio or anything like that. If you are want to hear specifics on a team, you can find great team podcasts. If you want to hear specifics on the game, there's those podcasts. I mean, geez, you can go out there. If you just want to hear about goaltending, you go to the Ingle Radio podcast with my buddy Kevin Woodley, who's appeared here a couple times, and you get great breakdowns on the goaltending position. So I, I'll tell you what, podcasts have been awesome for hockey fans, and um, I, I love all the ones out there. There's all different kinds, too. That's the thing. You have real polished ones. You have podcasts that are more fan-centric. And there's going to be something out there for you. So uh, thanks to Frank Valley for joining us on this episode of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Um, Coming up this week, we'll be back Wednesday. Anthony DeMarco will join us on Wednesday. And Friday, I'm going to see if we can get Anthony Sanfilippo. We were unable to connect last Friday. Ant was supposed to be on, but um, some things came up. He's covering the Phillies as well. So uh, there was a 1230 game. So we unfortunately didn't get to connect with Anthony Sanfilippo last week. So we'll try and do that this week. 
and uh, see if we can get in on and break down what's happening this week. It's going to be a busy week, four games in the calendar week. Again, tomorrow night against Tampa, Florida on Wednesday, Saturday against Nashville, all three of those games on the road. And then Sunday, they'll be back home to take on San Jose. They'll get San Jose, Florida, and Carolina to wrap up the month um, with those three games at home as well. So a lot of tough teams coming in. Good start, 2-0, absolutely. You like the start, um, but where does the team reside after this week, after some tough competition? You know, the Devils are a team that has had expectations the last couple of years, but just has not lived up to them. You know, they went out not this offseason, the prior one, and got Dougie Hamilton. They've got Jack Hughes. Nico Heischer didn't play against that in that game against the Flyers. <clears throat> of course, he was taken number one overall ahead of Nolan Patrick in that draft. And they just haven't come to fruition yet. I wonder if they're good enough in goal with Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, so we'll see if the Devils can kind of get it pointed in the right direction. The odd thing is the Devils only came in the final standings last year, two points ahead of the Flyers. So I think they had 63 points of Flyers at 61. So we'll see what they can do this year. I mean, the Metro is a tough, tough division. And when you look at, you know, the standings right now, I mean, we're two games in. I mean, these are almost pointless looking at the standings at this point. I mean, there's obviously Pittsburgh and Washington. Can they, you know, maintain what they've done for so long right now? Washington's one and two on the season. Uh, Pittsburgh at this point is two and oh. They've only played the two games as well. But I mean, they've scored 12 goals and only have given up four. That's, that's pretty damn good. Uh, Carolina, two and oh at this point. Flyers, obviously, 2-0. and The Rangers, 2-1. and uh, The Islanders sitting at 1-1. and And like I mentioned, the Caps are 1-2. The Devils are 0-2. And, and Columbus, after grabbing Goudreau, I mean, they were hoping for a good start. They're 0-3 at this point. Who have they lost to? I haven't really dove into the Columbus schedule. But so far, Columbus, three games in. A three-game losing. They lost to Carolina. Good team. They lost to Tampa, 5-2. Good team. They lost to St. Louis, 5-2. I mean, so this is a little scary here that they lost 4-1, 5-2, and 5-2. That's a lot of goals given up. I mean, you're looking at 14 goals in three games. <clears throat> you got to be better defensively than that. They get Vancouver coming up tomorrow night and Nashville on Thursday. So not a great start for Columbus, uh, but uh, Gaudreau is going to have success there. I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate the success that he had in Calgary with that line with you know Elias Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk and under Darrell's system where – I think Gaudreau was, what, a plus 60 last year, which is an insane number. But we'll see how that plays out for for Gaudreau and for Columbus this year. So much runway left in the season and so many different things can happen. We'll see what teams get besieged with injury to key players or what teams have guys step up. We, we don't know any of those answers just yet. We don't. Some guys can get off to a good start and and tail off. You know, that's what you're hoping that Konechny does not do this year is tail off. He's gotten off to a good start the last couple of seasons, and we'll see if he can maintain that. Sorry, still dealing with a little bit of cough, so I just wanted to turn off my mic there so you guys don't have to hear me clear my throat. Uh, let me tell you about the Bet Parks app. Fantastic app for betting, for betting all the sports, whether it's baseball playoffs, whether it's the football college pro season, whether it's hockey, whether it's Formula One back this week in the U.S. at uh, Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas, whatever you want to get, golf, you name it, it's all there for you. Soccer, both uh, overseas and, and local, great way to get your action in on live in-game betting, same game parlays, 
you know, player performances, all that is there and easy for you to navigate, easy for you to check out and easy to win and faster to win than ever before. So download the New Bet Parks app. It's easy to sign up as well and use the promo code Jason750 for new and existing users. That'll get you that risk-free bet up to $750, J-S-O-N-750. Uh, terms and conditions do apply. Also, look for the weekly hockey boost coming up. Uh, I think it's on Wednesday this week. So look for that as well on the Bet Parks app and take advantage of the great boost. Uh, download the Bet Parks app. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And also check out Conquer Bowl Subaru on Route 202 in Glen Mills. Visit ConquerbillSubaru.com. Check out a list of uh, their inventory of great used vehicles, certified pre-owned vehicles, and also a list of upcoming Subaru vehicles as well. And check out all the great work they do in the community, whether that's Nemours Children's Hospital of Delaware, the uh, La Comunidad Hispania on uh, Kennett Square, where they donate coats, the classroom supplies they supply to Marcus Hook, all there. They do great work in the community. Uh, so check out their beautiful showroom again on Route 202 and Glen Mills and their pre-owned inventory and pick from that list of becoming Subaru vehicles as well. Plus great dealership, great service department where you get a free car wash with every visit. So again, visit ConquervilleSubaru.com online and check out the showroom on Route 202 and Glen Mills. Remember, Conquerville cares. Like I said, we'll be back on Wednesday with another brand new episode of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. That'll be episode number seven. I think on Wednesday, too, with Anthony DeMarco, we may have to go through uh, some of the the message board comments on things that people seem to think that I've said. I get these Google alerts with my name. My wife set this up years ago. I should just turn it off. And I get these Google alerts when my name is like mentioned on a website or something like that. Some guy said that I said that Shane Gostasare is not an NHL player. Never said that. Never said it. Find me where I said that Shane Gostaspare is not an NHL player. I don't think he's a good NHL player. I think he's an average NHL player. He's got warts. Uh, Never said he wasn't an NHL player, though. People make these statements that I said things that I've never said. Make assumptions. Maybe we'll go through those and, and do some corrections and clear the air a little bit. I get just fucking murdered on those boards. I don't give a shit, though. But, you know, some people agree with your opinion. Some don't. You're entitled to your opinion, whether you think I'm a prick or dickhead or whatever. Have I been a dick on social media before? Absolutely. And I'm trying to fix that. It When you got people coming at you all the time, it's hard sometimes not to be a dick. But I'm trying to engage less. I engaged too much on social media for a while. I'm trying not to do that anymore. You know, my, you know my theory now. For promotional purposes only. Uh, all right, we'll be showing you Wednesday on another edition of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Everybody, have a great Monday. Enjoy the hockey coming up tomorrow night. Flyers and Tampa. We'll have a breakdown of it and a preview on Wednesday's episode of the Florida game. But enjoy your Monday. Enjoy the 2-0 start, and we'll talk to you coming up on uh, Wednesday on another edition of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Have a great day, everybody.